What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. And today we're taking a dip back outside of the MCU. We had two weeks, two very nice weeks inside the MCU, especially with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which was last week's. We had an excellent discussion on that film. And spoilers, it became our number one film. And it's, it's big news. Yeah. And so this week, though, we're out. We are out of the MCU and we're back in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man universe in the Sony Spider-Man universe. You know, and we don't really know anything really about that uh, beyond these two movies. You know, if they're going to connect it, maybe one day. But we're here to talk about the second Amazing Spider-Man movie and how up and down the movie is. It's very, you know, it's all over the place. But we are not all over the place at Multiverse Monologues. We know how we feel and we're going to give it to you right now and i'm talking you know me ben ray side co-host and also the gentleman who helped make this show possible with uh, the marvel movie marathon mr ethan Wetzloff. ethan how are you doing how am i doing well th- that's a question that's a question <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it's complicated i don't know what's well, complicated you <laughs> you guys have been killing things are always complicated shows. with this guy and you hear Mr. Micah had Micah, how are you doing? Don't don't call me amazing. That that's off the table now. Especially with those big brown doe eyes of yours. Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a new ground rule. You're making me sweat. Stop okay, that's that, a new ground rule. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we're gonna be talking a lot about, you know, romantic chemistry or lack thereof Ooh, in this movie. Sweating villains, you know, lots and lots of stuff in this movie to talk about. And you know, we'd also love it, you know. As we love talking about these movies, if you guys would absolutely obliterate the like button. Yeah, go flip that like button for us. Yeah, that would be quit that, it. that would be great. But gentlemen, let's open our sling rings and continue our discussion in the Marvel Movie Marathon in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man universe. I made a promise to stay away from you. A promise that I couldn't keep. What if something happens to you because of me? Wait, no! Not everyone has a happy ending. Every decision you make affects the people you love. You want to fight? Fight me! I want you to meet Spider-Man. Weed! years after the events of the amazing Spider-Man, Peter Parker must protect Gwen Stacy from Electro, a powerful new villain who gains his abilities from an experimental energy source. He also must contend with Harry Osborn, who is dying of a rare genetic disease and is seeking revenge on Spider-Man for his father's death. Kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's not a bad story. Google Bard, you did all right. Um, not exactly accurate. <laughs> Wants so, his blood. Osborne wants his blood, wants, yeah. wants Spider-Man's blood, yeah. so that the, the Spider-Man abilities that would heal him supernaturally fast. I love that. In That's these, something left out. In these movies, you know, we, we got it with the last uh, Spider-Man universe. Harry Osborne, all he wants, just bring me Spider-Man. That's all he wants. He just yep. wants Spider-Man. Yeah. Yep. This guy is one note, regardless of what multiverse we're in. Seems so like a, true. A lot of characters want Spider-Man, and, and that's one of the things about this movie. There's, there's just a lot 
that is going on. But I want to I want to shoot this over to, you know, Micah's computer first and take a look at what the internet thinks and what, you know, has come up because it's been almost 10 years since this movie has been out. So I want to hear what people have to say. So uh, we have a couple of lists here on Multiverse Monologues, one of them being the Hollywood Reporter list that we use to uh, figure out where what the internet thinks about chef's kiss yeah chef's right. kiss. ah the, yeah. the 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 creme of the creme <laughs> of marvel rankings on the internet and the, uh, the amazing spider-man 2 of marvel rankings on the internet yeah if, I'd if say you want to say so yeah uh-huh. some may say that some may say that where do you guys think that this falls on the infamous hollywood reporter list it's, is it in the top 35 or the bottom 35 it, it is a list of 70 movies we're not so on par with uh, with how they ranked for those listening at home for the first time at all, at um, all. Pretty bad is, stuff. Like Endgame is what in the thirties. I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold. You know, I'm gonna say bottom thirty five. Yeah. Even, even though they tend to not go with what I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll go bottom thirty five. Yeah. I would even go like bottom there. There might be 20. spoilers. You guys may have already seen this, but uh, is it above or below the Amazing Spider Man according to the internet, according to the Hollywood Reporter, and according to the internet below. Below. That's what I'm going to say. You think it's rated less than TASM 1? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. got to be less than TASM 1. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see. So, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is rated at 47, just underneath Ooh. Venom, just above Thor The Dark World and Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. What do you guys say? Oh, and Spider-Man 3 to compare it to another Ooh. Spider-Man movie. Okay. Below Let Where There Be Carnage. Where do they have Carnage. Spider-Man 3? Uh, Spider-Man 3 looks like it's at 51. Mm. Instead yeah. of uh, 47, the Amazing Spider-Man's up at 26, so that breached the uh, the upper half there. Um, go go check out this Hollywood Reporter article for yourself. It's hard to it's hard to imagine what we're looking at every week. Give them that ad run. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, and, and the internet agrees with it being lower on the ranking too. Uh, the internet gives it a 40, uh, 49th place out of our movies just underneath spider-man 3 uh, our mm. scores are I, I pull from rotten tomatoes uh metacritic imdb letterboxd and i average all those scores out together so the rotten tomatoes critic is a 51 audience 64 metacritic 53 metacritic user 6.3 imdb is 6.5 and letterbox is a 2.9 out of 5 averaging 59 this is our highest rotten movie mm. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Micah, but this is this is our longest movie yet on the podcast that we've done for movies. It's clocking in like 222. Pretty long. This yeah. is 222. Yeah, this is uh, uh, just a minute shy of the Avengers. Okay. Uh, longest okay, Spider-Man okay. movie, though. Longest Spider-Man movie. For now. Yeah, Spider-Man 3 was just underneath it at 219. No Way Home is the only one to beat it at 228. Yeah. But we, of course, haven't hit that. I don't not 228, yeah. two hours 28, to be clear. Yeah. Okay. So we have what the internet thinks. It's kind of a low. Yeah. So they think it's around grade. that Spider-Man Three, Eternals, Love and Thunder, X-Men: Last Stand kind of uh, kind of zone down there. Not good. Not, not good. Not great. But I, I we know. make the list that matters. Exactly. We do, and that's why you guys are here to see what the true Marvel movie ranking is. We might botch it today, though. Let's be real. We might not nah, be listen, real earlier today. Listen, listen, no, okay. I, I, I won't botch it. I'll say that. I won't botch it today. According to Ethan. These two guys. According will. to Ethan. No, 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 no. Let's, uh, let's get into this. Let's movie. get into this. Yeah. So, I'll be real right now. This, this, so, here we go, boys. What are you doing? A be real? <laughs> go for it. I right, re- reset. 
No, 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 no. We're keeping it. He said, he said okay. be real. I had to do it. Okay. All right. Be real. That's what we do on this podcast. We're real. We'd even if real. we disagree. So, Micah, mm. I'm going to shoot this to you first. What's can, your... Can I interject? One, Ooh, just just say something before. Some all initial right. thoughts. Initial thoughts. Just kind of to set the mood. All right. Regardless of what you think of this movie, you like it. You love it. Whatever. Let me just say this. At the time, this movie was very hated. Yep. Mm. Even Ben hated it at the time. Nope. I remember that. Nope. Yes, yes, you did. We, we do. We didn't even know each other in 2014. You told me. You've told me this, wow. Ben. D- did I tell you this? You did. You did. did well, you know you what? This? At the time, I didn't even know this movie you, came out. Yes. So. <laughs> this movie was so bad, they canceled the franchise. They canceled the universe. That's moved true. Spider-Man over to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Now, the with, that, with that being said, you know, my, my, those are the facts. That's that's not me trying to that say anything. That's the facts with J. Jonah Jameson. That's the facts, right? So go go ahead, Micah. Go ahead. Well, I want to know what your history with this movie. So my history with this movie didn't exist until today. You've never seen it before. I had never seen this movie. Um, my only prior memory of this movie existing was... Um, in high school, there was this girl who loved the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and I liked the regular Spider-Man movie, like the original Tobey Maguire ones, the regular ones, and the the OG ones. And I was like, "Yeah, I like these movies." And she's like, "Yeah, I like these ones, and they're pretty good. You should watch them." I said, "I think I'm good. I think I'm good. <laughs> good choice." So uh, I watched Tasman Two for the first time today, and I gotta say, I was pleasantly surprised. This movie was pretty good. Pretty good. Mm. Pretty good. You I liked en- it. You enjoyed yourself during the I movie. enjoyed it. Okay. And okay. I especially don't think it's worse than the the original Amazing Spider-Man. Do you think it's better? I th- I think it could be better. But no, I'm not it. opposed to that argument. I I I, I did it. give the Amazing Spider-Man a 6.2. Okay. We gave it a 6.2. Okay. We, didn't, we didn't really like it. Yeah. yeah. And I'd I say yeah, th- this one I probably like more than This one has a little more of that first one, a little yeah. bit more of that honey sprinkle there, on top. There's more, more juice too. There's more meat on the bone, definitely. For sure. There's definitely a lot definitely, more definitely this too movie. much meat on the bone mm. at points. But I I like that take Someone that it's better better than the first one. Yeah. How good we get it up to. I hope we can be reasonable here today. What's your history with this movie then? My history with this movie. I saw this in theaters. Wow. I saw this uh when you it came out. I did not watch it in 3D, no. That, I'm sure that ending scene would have been really cool in 3D. Yeah. But, yeah, Snapping I watched it. 3D. I was like, that was that was fine. I didn't really care for it. And then every time I've revisited the movie, I've liked it less Ooh. and less. And I actually am at a point where I sit here today and I get frustrated watching this movie. And I'm excited to get into it. Mm-hmm. I, have ex- I have four sheets of notes I took during this movie because... Like I said, I love Emma Stone. Or let me just say, Emma Stone, fantastic in this movie. Yep. Can we can we just say that? Let me Absolutely. throw some positivity out there. Agreed. She's great yeah. in this movie. She's I great. really do love her. Now, something that I will say, our problems with the Raimi movies, we're like, man, Tobey Maguire, he's too good for Kristen Dunst. I'm going to bounce back. Emma Stone, she's too good for Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. in this universe. Okay. That's what I think. But there's a lot of, of meat on this bone. I want, I want to dissect it slowly, but I'm saying I don't like this movie. Not there. There's good stuff. Yeah. Wow. And VFX really good. The suit really good. The music They're swinging really good. I'm sure we're going to dive into all that stuff, but there's just, there's too much. And yeah, as a I'm, movie, as a movie, it, it doesn't work for me as a movie. It does feel like, and still to this day, we see Sony. Let's, let's get our sinister six movie. Mm. That's all they, they have one card to play. Let's do a Sinister Six movie. Even back 
in what is this 2014? This movie came out. They had May one second. Move. This is a day after the, the, the day of recording. This is a day after. Yeah, they have one move in their pocket. Mayday. They want to make a Sinister Six movie, and it's so evident in this movie that yep. I can't really enjoy it. I think there is a good script underneath all the crap in this movie. There is evidence of a good movie, but I don't think it's there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Ethan, not the biggest fan. Micah, pleasantly surprised. And I think I've been very vocal on this podcast on my feelings about this movie. And Ethan, you say that you have liked it less and less mm-hmm. every time you watch this movie. More flaws are revealed, and I just, it makes me mad. Yeah. That ending makes me mad. The ending of the movie makes you, well, I'm assuming more, the, more than just the, the ending makes you mad. Yes, but the ending specifically. Okay. Gwen's my favorite character in this movie. I love everything they do with Emma Stone. I think it's really good, which I didn't really care for in the first one. This movie, they she she's great. They and like I said, I think she's better than the Peter in this movie. She he doesn't deserve her. He doesn't do anything to deserve her. She's uh, she shouldn't go back to him. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I hate that ending. The death, it's horrible. The movie's over, and then the subplot that they had going on the whole time. Oh, Harry, the blood. Let me kill Gwen for absolutely no reason other than to push the male character for the last three minutes of the film. Hmm. Why? What's it do? That's the literal definition of fridging right there. It's terrible. Okay, so not not a fan of the death. No, no. Ethan is frustrated. Okay, yeah. Okay, all right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. I'll let you. No, 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 no. So I'm not going to say, like, I love the movie. I really do. But I'm not going to sit here and say that you are wrong for disliking the movie because here's the thing as viewers of this especially with spider-man it's very subjective you are totally entitled to that i'm not gonna fault you for that at all yeah i'm i'm not like i sound a little angry and i am that's my problem that's my problem but we live in a world where there are three right nay four spider-man universes going on right now I can be happy. I can be content with this being one of them. And if it continues, I'm not going to be mad, you know, further down the so line. That's going to be a question we're going to ask. Be, yeah, go ahead. And later on. But yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to say you're wrong for disliking this movie. In fact, I was watching Chris Stuckman on the way here. He reviewed it again twice leading up to his like, no way, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. And he hates the movie, too. And a lot of people do it as a 6.6 on mm-hmm. IMDb. It's not it's not a good score. Very polarizing reviews. In fact, when you look at Spider-Man lists, this is usually on the bottom, on the very bottom. So I'm not going to fault you. But for me, there is something about this movie that is absolutely captivating. I don't know. I might. So it might all be down to the music. But I feel that that is what tells so much of the story and the chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone is absolutely relevant. It's there and it's what makes the movie for me. And there's a lot that I love about this movie. And I will say this to just to throw a negative out there. There's way too much in this movie. There is just way too much. How much on screen time do you think of this two hour and 20 minute movie? Do we actually get the two leads on screen? Together. Together? As a couple. Oh, together? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's not, not nearly sure. enough to justify killing her at the end of this movie. They're like, 
All right, here she is. Oh, here she. Let's remind you of this. Let's remind you of this. There's so much. Like, if this was a solely like Peter and Gwen movie yep. with one singular villain. Now, which one that is? Maybe Electro. I don't know. Not this Electro, but if if the, it's just, if it's just more focused, there is a good movie there. Yeah, I think there agreed. is. And uh, this movie, just to put it out there, this is also a fact. A lot of studio interference with this mm -hmm. movie. They wanted to cram in. We talked about those Sinister Six references. They really wanted that movie. So Mark Webb had to deal with that subplot. Rhino, Green Goblin. I feel if you take Green Goblin, just himself solely out of this movie, you kind of have a way better film. Right, that, definitely. With acting performances-wise and just plot-wise. Green Goblin was the worst part of this movie. That's what I'm saying. What purpose does he serve other than to come in literally at the last minute and kill Gwen for no other reason other than to kill her? They don't even show her after, or show him afterwards. He's they just show, gone. They show him one scene. No, they don't, in that fight scene, they don't right, show him right. afterwards. Yeah. They're like, what happened to him? How was he captured? How? What are the, they took off his, like thing that kept him alive and that was just better all of a sudden how does this work mm -hmm. yeah that that part i think is the most frustrating to me how this character of green goblin just keeps coming back and he doesn't make any sense in the plot he's the only unreasonable character in the movie and that makes sense because he's the villain um but still there's there's oh it, it, it's just it's no excuse he should be written better yeah, especially because of how much I loved Green Goblin in the original movie, well, in the original trilogy. <laughs> There's no comparing, and I think they knew that, so they went with his son, mm. Harry, as the Green Goblin, and it still doesn't really work. He is the worst part of this movie, without a doubt. Dane DeHaan gives a pretty atrocious acting performance. So bad. But Him and uh, Felicity <laughs> don't do too great. There's a lot of deleted stuff with them. And I, I'm mm. glad it's deleted because I don't His scene, care. Any scene where he's supposed to be intimidating, Harry, <laughs> before he has the goblin suit, he's holding a gun. Or he's tasing dudes. He's just like the most like... <laughs> he does this fake deep voice where he's like... I need you to, to, I can only break you out. You are the only one who can kill Spider-Man. There's <laughs> one scene where he's like Spider-Man and him are talking on the couch and he's like, I don't want your money. Come on, everybody wants my money. Everybody <laughs> wants my money. Like, dude, what, what are you doing, bro? Like, like a you're Aldi trying. brand Timothy Chalamet. And they like try they try and like pick up where they left off, him and Peter, and it's kind of really awkward. I, I kind of like that scene. I think out of all the... If I had to pick one Green Goblin scene to say in the movie, I would have picked that scene, though. No, that, Because yeah. the other ones were so much worse. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I think that, that that part, you show, okay, this guy's a genuine character, he's got some motivate, and then they throw it away. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, yeah, it's only there for one scene. Yeah, I, I, liked, I liked where he fakes him out. He's like, okay, um, she got your braces off. And then they, they go off from there. That, that was cool. You get to see a little bit of that friendship rekindle. Then they're throwing rocks on the uh, on the, the pond there. And as far as writing in this movie goes, I think they wrote a good enough reason to why Harry wouldn't have been in the first one. Yeah. It's not like where I'm frustrated. It's just mm. the rest of the... Speaking of the writing, I yeah. think that uh, to, to go along with what I said about Green Goblin and, and the uh, the first interaction with, with Peter, I think that... A lot of this writing is very genuine. 
I loved the acting and the chemistry between uh, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield, like you said. I think that the, I don't know how much of it was ad libbed, but a lot of it, a lot of it was ad libbed, yeah. and that would make sense why it feels so genuine. The the choices that the characters make seem okay. This is where the movie could turn super cliche, and yeah. okay, they're gonna turn away, like when. Um, uh, Peter, going back to the to the uh, Green Goblin scene, when Peter approaches Harry and he's saying, "I know exactly how you feel," I assumed immediately Green Goblin was going to say, "You have no idea how I feel," mm. but he does because he flips it around. He says, "Because you were there for me when I was little, and my parents, you know, and my uncle, and all this stuff." Oh, he wasn't around when the uncle, but when the parents, and he was struggling with with the the loss of his parents, yeah. and that makes it personal. That, that it's like okay. These characters have a history and it shows the history. It doesn't just tell the history. It's like, okay, it's putting these images in your head where you're saying, okay, they're friends. This is established. This is earned. And a lot of it is due to Andrew Garfield and how great he is as Spider-Man in this role. Not just him as Spider-Man, but as Peter Parker, I think. I think he knocks it out of the park. This is way better than his performance in Amazing Spider-Man 1. Like, miles better. Even though he looks... I will say this, I thought this, yeah. (laughs) In this movie, he looks way too old. But that's been a problem since the first Spider-Man movie in 2002. He's finished puberty. He's He's like 50 at this point. For him to be graduating high school, it's it's weird. But I'm going to push back on the death. The whole movie foreshadows the death. From the very start, you get... Gwen's speech is about not having you know the time that we have not having enough of it and the whole ending death is a metaphor for time it's in a clock tower like the whole movie foreshadows the death from the very start the idea of this movie okay we're going to kill off gwen that is the point but they got all you know mixed up in how that was and studio interference eventually how it happens i i have no problem with that at all no like i said uh underneath the layers of this movie are a good movie but like, why, why do we need all this Harry stuff in there? Why do we need all the the parents being super spies in there? It. What else did I write down? So, so go if, ahead. If if I could, if I could, for a second there, the movie's kind of all about that, in a way. Like all being of that bad. studio interference. Yeah. Mark Webb took all of that, and he was like, okay, you know what I'm gonna do here? In my, this is what I saw. All of those subplots, Harry, his parents, all of that. You see Peter go through all of that trauma in this movie, puts up all this thing. You know, he's dealing with all of that. And yeah, the the parent stuff kind of goes nowhere in hindsight. But in this movie, there is so much going on. And there's a scene actually in an elevator between Harry Osborn and Gwen Stacy. And Harry Osborn says, that's why he needs you. He needs you to make his choices clear. And that scene is kind of goes unnoticed and is kind of underrated, but that is kind of like a huge theme for this movie and why Gwen is so important and why it's huge that she dies in this movie. Because without him, without Gwen Stacy, Peter is lost. He is all over the place. And you can see it all the way through this movie. When they're apart, he's a mess. But when they're together, that's when his choices become clear and there's so much in his life and that's who spider-man is he has so much going on in his life whether that be his friends his family his aunt may like like there's so much going on but that one person makes his choices clear and that's gwen stacy and that's why it hits so hard at the end when she is not there and that's why he has the line i can't do this without you at the end like i feel like the whole movie being as cluttered as it is, he he took that 
and made it almost like a theme in Peter's life. Because yeah, that, that's who Spider-Man is. Mm-hmm. He's always, he always has so much going on in his life, but that one person makes it clear. So like, I feel like even though a lot of those plots are kind of unnecessary, he kind of took that and made the, like made the best out of a bad situation. And I can see that. I almost enjoy it for the most part. That's just how I see it and how I can kind of rationalize mm-hmm. all of this. And while Green Goblin might not be good, I think Electro is great. terrible. I was expecting Electro to be awful. Like he just is. absolutely Go- no good parts about this character. And until he turns into Electro, I was like, this is great. This guy's got some like so you like him as he's Max. got some great motives. He's got some like okay, he's got an obsession with Spider Man. He's uh, there's some nobody who just wants to be seen. He wants to be known. He wants to have his name remembered just by anybody, literally anybody. Mm. And Gwen Stacy remembering his name in just that short like two minute conversation in the elevator made his birthday that much better. She remembered my name. She remembered my name. Yeah, and. That's a character that you can be like, okay, I I can relate to this guy. You know, I, 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 oh, okay, not personally, but. It well, sounds, sounds a little personal, <laughs> Micah. I, I, I well, never had any friends. No, no, you see where he's coming from. Yeah, you can see where this guy's coming from. He's, he's a, a real character that's a real person, could be anyone in our lives, right? And he's not some supernatural thing before he turns into Electro. But once he does turn into Electro, he's a completely different character, and I think that's where his character flaw starts. Is that he he doesn't have he doesn't retain much of that past the central, uh, the the um, the downtown segment. So yeah. he has those things where he's like, "Oh, Spider Man," and he's like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, I'm the guy. you're the Blueprints guy. Yeah, I'm that. What, what, what? Can you remind me what's your name again? It's Max. Oh, it's Max, right? <laughs> and his heart's just broken." Right. Yeah. And past that moment right there, it's, he's not Max. It's just, yeah, that that's where the villain falls flat. Like, I don't care about the obsession with Spider-Man, but the motives after that, I think, are just dumb. Like, so why? Why? Expand on Why? Because I think it makes kind of sense. Spider-Man moments. forgets it. For, he forgets his name, right? But he loves Spider-Man. He knows, he's like, Spider-Man's my idol. I love him. And he's still, like, he's kind of happy with it. He's like, he's willing to work with Spider-Man. And then the cops shoot him, which... He knows from earlier in the movie that the cops and the media are against Spider-Man because he's been defending them all movie. So a cop shooting at him shouldn't have changed his mind to go, okay, Spider-Man is no longer with me because he's with the cops. Like, it's just, it's too quick. He flips his whole script and now he's just evil to be evil. He had the the voices going on in his head, though, too. Kind of Green Goblin from Raimi trilogy. But we've seen that before and we've seen it done better. But it's all in that scene. It's all in that scene because when he shoots him and Electro goes crazy and then Spider-Man stops him, saves him, Mm -hmm. and then all the cameras switch from him. And in the beginning of that scene, you see, oh, I love this. Everyone's looking at me now. It switches to Spider-Man. And all the cameras are off him. And mm-hmm. now he's like, okay, what? Now everyone's cheering Spider-Man. They're calling me. They're name calling me. Okay, what the heck? They're saying, have all those names. Like stinks, the, yeah. the, the voices Bro, in his head. Bro, you're a big blue guy electrocuting dudes. It's Spider-Man. Of course we're going to love Spider-Man. Come on. And he's a sociopath. He's wacky. Be realistic. He's not, though. The whole movie. He had the eels in his head. Man, the electric the eels that the magic, fixes teeth. Magic, yeah, dentist <laughs> well, uh, eels. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. The orthodontist eels. Right, like, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get any more mad with this movie. I just want to be, just have fun. Let's let's do this. Go ahead. I think that's just yeah. about all the the bad things I have to say about this movie. 
Ben, do you have anything else bad to say about this movie? So, because I, I have quite a few praises. Yeah. So, I think the movie's overstuffed. I don't like Green Goblin. I agree. And about I about the overstuffed. Think that's. I think that's it. I think it was right around the uh, one hour mark that I that it, like when it first slowed down past the uh, the electro and when it first kind of introduced Green Goblin and it was just kind of really slow i didn't like after yeah. the uh yeah it that part i was like okay the runtime dragged for you the runtime dragged starting after that hour mark it got me an hour in the runtime is way too long it needs to be shortened or give us some reason to keep watching right if if there were some the original script was pretty gruesome that's and what I've heard. I would too, love yeah. to see a director's cut of this. I wouldn't mind watching a three-hour cut of this if it kept me entertained in that middle part. Well, and the first a- hour is completely entertaining to me. The last cool. forty-five minutes is really good for me. The middle, like, oh, what is that? Forty-five minutes, just you can say the well, meat, so meat in the movie. That's no, a lot not the of, meat. Meat in the movie. Yeah, that's the lot of the Peter's dad. Yeah, and I almost all of that's kind of just. I feel like if they would have kept going with the universe, that would have been interesting. There were some cool spots with May in there, though. Oh, there's a scene with Aunt May that absolutely like is beautiful. Yeah. Like you're my boy, my boy. Mm. I raised you, not your parents. All the, you're, you're 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 looking up to this perfect dad that you have, and he wasn't even there. Mm. And I was there throughout all, and I, I have to work double shifts, you know, to put you through college, and I don't know what to do anymore. And Andrew Garfield and her, like two veteran actors, even then, just absolutely, it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. He's like, all right, I'll do my laundry later. And yeah, then the laundry <laughs> scene, that that's good too. Aunt May's great in this movie, I think. For the limited amount that she is in this movie, she's awesome. Mm. I, I don't think we've ever had a, actually, I think the MCU Aunt May is my least favorite one. But um, I think she's great in this you know movie. know another great character in this movie? That the first Amazing Spider-Man doesn't do well? The character of New York. I think that this movie, how the Raimi trilogy does it, is it does a great job of personifying the city of New York. Okay. We have uh, specifically what I'm thinking about is when Electro shuts down power to the entire New York power grid, and we see how the hospital is dealing with it. With Aunt May in that hospital, working to try to figure out, okay, how do we keep these patients alive without power? And they almost pull a Breaking Bad on us, yeah. when the two planes hit each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they almost have the Breaking Bad. So they have mission control, or the flight control, whatever it's called, and they're they're working through that, having some tension there. Okay, there's real world stuff going on here. And yeah, cool stuff going on. I love this. And you see uh, Spider-Man wearing the fireman helmet, and he's uh, working with the firemen. There's also a scene. Lots of cool stuff. With, which is, oh my oh, gosh. Oh, the cops aren't against him in this movie too. That's great. There is a textbook Spider-Man scene, and you're talking about the city of New York. Mm. The little kid that he befriends mid-movie, Jorge. Oh, he said it. You heard him. Mid-movie. You heard him. Wow. You heard him say it. <laughs> uh, clip that. Clip that. Second clip. Uh just middle of this movie, there's a kid that he befriends and they go off and he like it's they play this little piano theme in the background of Spider-Man and he just is there being nice to this kid. You made this and he saves him from the bullies or whatever. Home. Yeah, right. Like that, that's awesome. Oh you don't get gosh. that with Tobey Maguire. And I think that oh. that's why this Spider-Man character in some ways is better than the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Absolutely. People say that. What do people say? People usually say that this is the best Spider-Man. Yes. But Toby is the better Peter. Peter. Yep. 
I'd agree. I'd agree, agree. especially with that intro web swinging. Oh my gosh. It's insane. And the final shot of this movie where he's swinging that grate around and throwing it on to Rhino, that was a great shot. Yeah, it's too. I love the use of slow-mo in this movie. It's not as uh, emphasized as maybe a masterpiece as Morbius. But we (laughs) We we have a a slight Morbius reference in this movie. We do. Where's that at? When uh, Harry's looking through the files on his computer, you see... Uh, Dr. Morbius file. There was. Yeah. So shout out to Morbius. I didn't see that. I was looking for something. I knew there was something. So in that I, I guess what was wrong. There is there some is really great. Peak. There is peak in this movie. It's the it's Michael like, Morbius. It was hidden under the, the oh, lines. Oh, man. That's awesome. Oh, okay, so I want to talk about that beginning sequence. Yes. The web sling is the best web sling we've... That was Still. one of my critiques with the first Amazing Spider-Man was that he didn't web sling enough. Yeah. So his I'm, costume, <laughs> the reveal of his costume where it's the logo, you think it's going to say like the Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. which it, I always, re- up and I always remember as the opening of this movie, but it's not. It's not the opening it's like of this five, movie. It's like 10 minutes into the movie after we get that They weird... repeat the beginning of the first movie. Yeah, they do. <laughs> shot for shot. It's <laughs> the exact same footage. Well, well, and and you plane. get some plain stuff. <laughs> yeah, the you plain get stuff. a plain sequence. Whatever. <laughs> well, so one thing I will nitpick here, though, uh, and this isn't really a nitpick. This probably shouldn't happen. Uh, Spider-Man being quippy because the fans causes some death and destruction. Something I can't, you know, really justify. I can justify a lot in this movie, but not that. You know, and I don't like you, that. You read at all. my text. You read my text. Yeah, that's that's no good. That is no good. Like it's no good. And the problem is, is that fans I counted it. He, uh, while he's quipping with yeah. the rhino, the rhino uh, totals uh, seven cars. Yeah. So that's yeah. no good. It, that's people died. A lot people of potential died. life loss. So that's uh, something I can't really forgive. <laughs> it was what think of Paul Giamatti? Is sucks. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I, didn't, Thank I you. thought I, I was like okay with him. He's like he's just. The, and he they was over the top to since, be over since the top. Micah, Micah, yeah. you you weren't really into the Spider Man at the time. Yeah. Well, I was into Spider Man, just a different Spider Man, the, the, the different one, <laughs> the original. Paul Giamatti's Rhino in the Rhino suit is in the trailer for this movie. Wow. Wow. Oh, you don't yeah, see yeah, it till yeah. the last ten minutes. Well, last minute. <laughs> last. It's only. the last shot of the movie. Sony oh, yeah. loves yeah. doing that, man. They love doing that. That's so. The last that's shot just that's like Sony in Morbius. It. Just like in Morbius. It, the post credit scene, guys. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Sony has one Morbius. note. Ever yeah. since this movie came out, Spoiling they're like, the movie. they they have one thing in their mind. They're like, oh my goodness, you know, how cool it be to do a Sinister Six. Yep. Still, and they're still trying. And it's watching like this 10 movie, years later. Yeah, watching this movie, I was halfway through. I was like, "When's Rhino coming back? Where is Rhino at? Because he's he, on your cover. He's on the poster. Yeah, he's the one that they they advertise. He's, <laughs> he's got this cool suit. Yeah, it's they a don't show off the Electro because people hate the blue guy. Listen, right, they don't show off the ugly Green Goblin. Rhino is the easy one to put on everything. I'll say this. All right, a lot of the points you guys are saying, like I agree with. I think that swinging scene opening great. Oh, I, it's beautiful. I, it it it's awesome. Yeah, the and music then they bring going it back too. again when he's when he's swinging around. Yeah, the swing the, the swinging's right here. I made a made a pros list. Where's oh, my wow. pros list? All right, Emma Stone, VFX, music, the suit. I love all that stuff. They fix the eyes. The eyes. Yeah, the suit. The looks suit's great. the best. I, in my opinion, best suit we've ever had for Spider Man. Ooh, just. Just under Raimi for me. Just under Raimi. I, like I think the, Raimi I like has a little bit better. extra that that just brings all. But yeah, like I said, I I like I like all the stuff you like for the most part. It's just the everything else that just 
I don't want to watch this. I don't want to see the parent stuff. I don't want to see the hairy stuff. I don't want to see the, the, the blood stuff. It's just not, you know, it, it, if there, if this was a pilot to like, I, I, one of the notes I wrote was this is like lost. They keep throwing a bunch of little Easter eggs in there and new little twists. But the problem with this is it's this movie and then we never get anything else. Yeah, I know. I, and I will say like, a sacrifice for a greater cause here. We have, have Spider-Man going over the MCU, which Tom Holland is my favorite it's a Spider-Man. Small price to pay a for small salvation. price to pay. But it would have been really cool to see where it took where this universe went. I will say this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be upset mm-hmm. with an amazing Spider-Man 3. Am I yeah. weird in that? You no, know, no, like, no, cuz like I said, it's at a point where the uh, the Spider-Verse movies are going on. We still have Tom Holland going on it. And if they throw another one on there, it's it's just like comic books. You cannot like a take of your favorite character in a comic book. I've certainly read Daredevil comics where I'm like, that's not my guy. That's not the guy I like. And I think the same can be with movies. So yep. not every especially in in the day not the day of now where the MCU is putting out She-Hulk, which <laughs> a lot like diehard She-Hulk fans really did love that, but it's not it's not for everyone. And I think the same can be said with Big movies. I mean, yeah, you want to make movies that uh, the huge fandom's gonna love as a whole, like a Spider-Man No Way Home or a Guardians of the Galaxy three. Maybe we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Uh, or actually, by the time this podcast comes out, That's we true. will know. That's so true. look at that, some true. time travel going on on the podcast Uh-oh. right here. But yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be mad if they did a Tasm three. Would I mean you'd want to see that, right, Micah? Yeah. Uh- if they were to do it, uh, I don't know if it'd be before or after No Way Home in so the in the timeline. So right? wait a minute, you you saw No Way Home, yeah, but not this movie, not this movie. So oh wow, because by the time No Way Home came out, we were doing the podcast, that's and I was true. I was like, all right, I'll save I'll save this for the, uh, that's true. For the podcast. That's a good point. Wow, that's crazy. I got, I got a few movies I'm saving for the marathon too that I haven't seen. So Ant Man for but, me, yeah, but I would say that to really get. Andrew's like emotional beats in No Way Home. You have to have seen this movie. You do like, you know, like it's it, essential viewing, and like I, you you can't skip it. Like I think he still cleared it. It it's the, yeah. It still make <laughs> well. It makes it very yeah. cool. Like when you sit down, you're gonna watch all the Spider Man movies, and it culminates in No Way Home. It works mm. really well in that way, and I like that No Way Home is written where they just embrace a lot of the the stuff that this movie did. They didn't say. They didn't forget about it. I mean, the electric character, they do. They make him, you know, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is just Jamie Foxx in there. Good choice. It yeah. Was, it was a good I, choice. I like this switch, <laughs> for sure. And yeah, it works. So, despite yeah. you being frustrated with this movie, despite you saying that every time you see it, it's worse and worse and worse. Right. It's still essential viewing. It It is, just because of how cool a lot of the... Like, especially the way Garfield plays... Uh, Peter in that in No Way Home, yeah. you need oh. to see this movie. It's just vital. And if yeah, No like, Way Home didn't come out, this movie would not be essential. No, I, you I wouldn't I, say if oh, if someone's going out well, to watch all the Spider-Man movies, you'd be like, yeah, skip it. Well, you'd still want to throw this in there just to see it. Yeah, I'd say it's worth a watch. Definitely yeah, worth a watch. One watch two watches, maybe. Dude, I <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. worth at least uh, owning well, on Blu-ray, right? I yeah. think because because No Way Home was so good especially for Andrew, who is like a huge standout, this movie retroactively gets better, I would say, 
because you know like where he goes. The good of this movie gets better. The right, bad of exactly. it gets worse. Right. Yeah. So, and then that's and you definitely feel that. Like all because I like and you were like you were saying, like the death, but that's like that's huge, bro. Like that's that's so I, Okay. Like, for me personally, this was my first time watching this movie. Yeah. I did not know how Emma uh, uh, Gwen's death, death played out. I knew that it happened. I didn't know how, and I think that this death was pretty impactful for me. I, I felt it. I felt it a little bit. I felt some. Yeah, I mean, I didn't cry. I don't cry. I don't cry. <laughs> not as much. I just hate how. But I think that it was the the symbolic of it. You know, I'm I'm taking your hope, Spider Man. You were supposed to be hope. And I'm taking your hope away. I say, like, it, my main problem with the death isn't, yeah, I get that's foreshadowed throughout the movie. And I love all the, like, he made the promise to her, her mm. dad. Like, don't, yeah. don't freaking damn my daughter. Part. How, yes. how his, how her, the ghost of Gwen's his dad, yeah. ghost haunts him wherever he looks. There's, Continue. there's that reminder. Yeah. I, uh, where's I going with that? You don't like the death. The one thing you don't like about the right, death. Like if Electro kills her, I'm think I think I'm okay. But like why does Green Goblin have to come in last minute all randomly? I don't think Electro would do that though. That doesn't seem like his character. But make him write him to be that character. It's I get it, it's studio interference, but still there's no excuse. If it were the original cut, I was reading into it and Green Goblin brutally murders. Yeah. And and then uh, and I, brutally murders Gwen, and then Peter retaliates with such vengeful force, just uh, kind of like what we see in No Way Home. He stopped pulling his punches. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah, the, I would the, love to have seen the that. Classic death of Gwen Stacy in the comics is done by the Green Goblin, so I get wanting to to do that all random like, but it it doesn't work at all. Like, can we agree that Electro? He just you know. It's a final fight. He beats Electro. All is all is happy, and then I think that Green Goblin should have swooped in earlier in the fight. And it's so random too. He just has all the essential stuff Green Goblin needs. The pumpkin bombs are just in the movie, without really an explanation to why they exist. They're just there. It's it's like fan service, but we've why? already seen Will, right. Willem Dafoe play the Green Goblin. We don't need this. So I I don't know. I I think it I think it does. Like yeah, it's abrupt, but I think it's supposed to be. Like in that sequence, you are supposed to feel, oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, like whoa, Electro, whoa, whoa, what's is going done? on here? He's just we here. Just... He has all his stuff. He's ready to go. And Peter has no way to combat this. He has no way to catch up because, he, like, as soon as he thinks he's ahead, he, he's he's holding three things together right now. He's yeah, got the, the clock yeah. that he has to stop from cutting the the web and also fight Green Goblin with one arm while Gwen is hanging hundred feet up in this clock tower. These things are all adding up, and and there's the stress there. There's the oh man, the slow mo when he shoots the the web, and you see the little hand kind of reach out. That was the, that was good to yeah, me. The VFX in those sequences, that that oh. sequence is great. And the, how quick that final shot is, where she just yep smacks on the ground. And his his emotional performance once he gets there, and like starts to realize really what happened. Andrew's a better crier than Toby. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like that's my thing. Like every time, like when I'm watching this movie, like even during the boring parts, I know that it's going to hit. Hit. Yeah. Emphasis on hit. Like. It's it, a crack. And like it, oh my gosh. It, it, it's so hard, man. Like the emotion. He's saying that, stay with me. She's already gone. Yeah. Right. And oh. 
his his scene in the graveyard all the seasons change as he's sitting there and oh my gosh and then his dad shows oh wait. <laughs> yeah the big deleted scene yeah you guaranteed if you know anything about this movie you know of that deleted scene between him and his father and i watched why he didn't put it in the scene the director he gave in the a movie. reason why in the yeah. movie yeah and Mark he Webb. said that two huge emotional beats right after the other did not you know it test audiences didn't respond well to it but i like in my head canon in this universe that that scene exists just maybe a couple years down the line mm-hmm. you know just not in the narrative of this movie it doesn't work i agree maybe it hits too hard but i like because in the, third the parents movie. the parent stuff goes nowhere but if this scene's in the movie okay, maybe all that stuff with his dad is kind of worth it. And that scene is super emotional if you watched it. Like, say what you want to say. Why are you here? Like, dude, Andrew Garfield kills it. And I liked it in my head canon. That, that takes Station. place, you know, a couple couple years down the road. I like that. Yeah, if they had a third movie, that would be a good, a good way to kind right. of start up a third act or something. But we don't have that, obviously. And it goes... It goes to the MCU and you know that's what it is but I, I I really do like that deleted scene but gentlemen you know before before we go to favorite characters favorite scenes you know I think we've we've talked on this movie enough I want to say I've, yes. cooled, I've cooled down I, 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 I came in a little hot I'm sorry, I'm sorry for the listeners of the people <laughs> I'm calmer now All this right. is one of the more minor Stan Lee cameos right he almost True. didn't even say a line hey i i think i know that, I guy. Know that guy still a good one still a good one huh? always t and stanley is always great um yeah but anything else we want to mention before we uh, go this i know i've got one more thing that this I uh so the movie costs 200 million to make uh the amazing spider-man cost 220 million to make and uh this movie made 708 million the amazing spider-man made 758 so it performed about the same it's weird. Yeah, performance yeah, about, the same. about the same. And uh, the uh, Spider-Man 3 made about just as much money ratio-wise to its budget at uh, 894 compared to 258 on its budget. So really, it wasn't a bad performing movie. No. People just didn't, they didn't like it. The reason they switched it is because of the MCU. Like that, that's the reason. Cause even during this movie, Andrew Garfield harped on the fact that, you know, look, we need to get in on this. Mm-hmm. We need to go to the MCU. Like, that's what needs to happen. And after this, you know, with this performance, Sony wanted this to be better than yeah. the first one. And it's performed about the this same. This is a good time to pull up the quote yeah. from yeah. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. So it's a shame that uh, that the, Sp- the Amazing Spider-Man series, the trilogy was canceled. Uh, uh, almost as much of a tragedy as Spider-Man 4 was canceled with Tobey Maguire. And uh, it says on a, on a press tour, Andrew Garfield opened up to, uh, to his views on the cancellation and controversy of this series. When asked how he felt about no longer being Spider-Man, uh, he replied, well, nothing. Because I was never Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man's a fictional character. He's not real. And, you know, it's funny to give you a vulnerable answer. I thought I was going to be Spider-Man, you know? I went into it. And... Uh, the ego said, and I'm I'm kind of abridging because he has some colorful language. <laughs> it's like, okay, here it is. I'm Spider-Man. I made it. All that. I, I didn't actually make it. I was never Spider-Man. I was the actor that I am, the person that I am, struggling with trying to match up with something that I'd elevated so high in my mind. If you guys remember going into The Amazing Spider-Man 1, he was so stoked mm-hmm. and was, so yeah. disappointed. It was at Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah, all hyped up. 
Yeah, and it, <laughs> I was struggling with trying to match up with something that elevated so high in his mind, elevated beyond what I could attain, what I could achieve. The great thing is, that's what Peter Parker was doing as well. Peter Parker created the symbol that he couldn't live up to. It was never enough. He never felt enough, and I never felt enough. And I wanted to, not to say that I needed to rescue those films, but I couldn't make them as deep and soulful mm. and life-giving as I could ever dream. And I'm never going to be able to do that with any film. It was especially difficult in that situation because, well, just because. And it was especially important because that character has always meant so much to me. Yeah. He also implied that the movie's story became compromised due to studio interference and revealed that he consistently pushed on Sony to cross over Spider-Man with the MCU. And that that quote alone summarizes exactly why... It was so great to see he him. He put as much as he could into this movie. In No Way Home. Yep. Like that, regardless of what you thought. Like me, I don't like this movie, but him coming back in No Way Home absolutely was the right move. Yes. And we all love him in that. He, he kills it in that movie. And I love how like humble he is. Because what an eloquent guy. Imagine, <laughs> no, dude, dude, but seriously, imagine you get cast literally for your dream, your dream role. Imagine you get cast as Daredevil. I, and, like, uh, no, Charlie Cox is born of to play that absolutely. role. I, I don't want to play Daredevil. But you are the fan, and now, in this case, you in- inhibit the role. It'd be like if I was cast in a Star Wars movie, and I had a lot of creative control, and a lot, like as the main character, I and would feel so you. much. Right, exactly. <laughs> like That is how this happened. And it's really sad to see how he got treated. You know, in many ways, I kind of inhibit him as like the Anakin of Marvel, you know, like a character right, who yeah. was really great in his role, in my opinion, and who really got destroyed by the fans. What? What? And He's like, all right. <laughs> oh, I love Hayden. I will always defend him. But that's a conversation like for sand. our Star Wars movie it's, marathon. It's so we'll table we'll that, say that. that. We'll, we'll say that, yeah. Of course. But gentlemen, We've talked a lot about this movie, and I want to say before we go to favorite scenes, so start thinking about that. I want to talk about the score real quick and why it's one of the one of, if not, you know, I'm going to go and say it. It's the best score that we have across any movie that we've reviewed so far in the Marvel Movie Marathon. I am going to now take arguments as to why it's not. Spider-Man 2. Disagree. Why? I think the theme is better in this one. I think this is his best Spider-Man theme. And mm. I think that also everything around it, Electro's theme. More than the Avengers. The dubstep theme. The dubstep was nice. It was a nice was touch. So freaking epic. And I, I think really that- liked the, the the song in uh, the the grid. Yes. That was yes. cool. Yes. Guys, oh, I hate this song. Let's be real. <laughs> best score of Punisher Warzone. Come on. That- <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. But also, he has three huge themes. Electro's theme. He has actually four. Green Goblin's theme, which plays at the beginning and also like during the um, his like researching scenes. Um, Spider-Man's theme. And also Peter and Gwen's theme, which is kind of Gwen's theme. That is all of the soul of this film. The piano notes that plays. Oh my gosh, it's We're absolutely fantastic. This is your favorite soundtrack. This is absolutely my favorite, and I, I, I'm going to be serious here. I I'm don't think that list. there's one that's going to beat it. X2. No. No? The one, the, okay, so the thing is, a lot of these movies have great main themes, right. but everything else is just kind of mid. Infinity but War. Almost, Infinity yeah, so War. Inf- once we get to those movies, I'm going to really 
you know, a Black Panther also has a fantastic soundtrack. Um, Guardians, if we're talking needle drops, which I don't know well, if we are. Soundtracks, lyrical, you know, like score. I'm soundtrack. talking about the score. I, I should say that. I should clarify it. The score is the best score that we have in. I, I don't know. I don't see. I don't see. I'm looking right now. I don't see one that. Endgame. You know what? Endgame might come close. Endgame actually might beat it. I'm not going to lie. But you know what? We're going to save that for another time. But but theme wise, though, I, think I, I, I give you like that theme. But I, uh, I don't know. In my to- opinion, Toby's, it was good. Toby's theme's epic. But Toby's theme. Toby's theme is just. That's definitive. Yeah, that's I'll be Spider-Man. the first to say yeah. it. There's never been a bad Spider-Man theme. Everyone has it. Toby, Andrew, uh, Tom Holland, even Miles Morales has an epic Spider-Man theme. The Spider-Man PS4, another epic theme. Oh, so good. Um, well, and they use it again in Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so good they use it twice. Had to talk about the score of this movie. If, if you're ever feeling a little nostalgic, uh, listen to I Chose You by Hans Zimmer in the car. The reverb in that it really it really does something to you, man. It really does. I thought that this soundtrack was good, but the um, how most of it was ED or uh, um, dubstep kind of was a hit for me. It wasn't like the it wasn't the greatest for me. It's only dubstep when Electro's there. Yeah, like, and, that, he's, and that's he's there quite theme. a bit. <laughs> yeah, but I think like there's some cool effects. There's some I, I like how unique yeah, it is. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I like how it stands out for that, but it wouldn't be a soundtrack I'd listen to. Hmm. that's the thing it's great i wouldn't listen to it okay not my thing all right that's fair absolutely fair i just i really like this one i had to, i, I love had to the brass on. of uh of the spider-man trilogy yeah. okay favorite scenes boys favorite scenes out of mm. this movie um and i'm gonna start with you yeah i'll get ethan. a roll on ethan uh my fa- there, there are quite a bit of good scenes in this movie you know but i i always like the emotional heart and like i said the spoilers for the next category. Gwen's going to be my favorite character. So my favorite scene, of course, will involve her. And I love the scene where she... I'll roll the clip. You have done this to me again and again, Peter. I can't live like this. I break up with you. I break up with you. I like that. Cause it's her, like she's like, I'm sick of you, Peter. I'm done with this back. Cause he's he's being very back and forth. He's like, I want to be with you. Ah, actually, I can't. And then, uh, well, we see at the end of the first chasm, what's the quip he he says? It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, but those man. are the best kind, you know. He's very back and forth. So I like seeing her take initiative. I break up with you, yeah. and we know that if she just stuck true to that, she'd be alive. She wouldn't be dead. But. Their, their love for each other brings each other together. Well, if she stayed tied to that yeah, cop no, car, she I will say this. Right. It is her fault that she dies. Right. Yeah. Right. I they, loved the reactions that Andrew Garfield was having. No, to, you can't be here right now. I'm not joking around. You right. cannot be Very here. Very animated. That yeah. was great. I love that part. Yeah. That's a great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Micah. Ooh. Um, I liked from all right so i'm gonna say a, a broad thing and then go general or, or more uh precise so from <laughs> when he's walking across the street to that uh f- date as friends with gwen mm. to the end of the electro first fight scene oh in the Times square in Times yeah, square yep. i really like that whole sequence uh I, I would if i had to pick one scene from that it would be the electro part 
But I like the whole transition from it. How, okay, he's leaving again. Yeah. He's yeah. leaving again, leaving me here. And what am I supposed to do now? All the way to, he doesn't know my name. He doesn't remember, but okay, uh, I'll, I'll play ball with him. We'll, we'll keep going here. And okay, he wants to help me. I understand that. And it gets shot, freaks out. The slow-mo part of that where you, you get a, a feel of the spider sense. <laughs> You see the, the the path of electricity. The people yeah. are about to get shocked on the railing. That's so cool. Awesome. The cool. car's coming in the air. He has to use his, he has to split his web slinger in two ways because his other one's fried. Such a cool shot. Yep. He has flashlight powers in that scene. I it's think, spider sense. Yeah, it's it's the spider sense. That's what it's showing. That's, like that's good. Boom! Right there in the split second, time kind of freezes, and he's like, "Oh, okay." And this we is what need I more do. of that in Spider Man. I think that's that's something that we don't have as much as the. The you get a feel of okay, this is what it feels like to have spider sense. You get this heightened sense of awareness. I will say this: the best, I think, the best spider sense scene actually comes from No Way no Home. That oh. uh, that sense of yours. Oh my! Because in the I, That's take, take your mind back to that first time when watching it, and he has that scene. Immediately, you're filled with a sense of like. Dread, like what's what's going on, oh, boy? What's going? And I, I, that's what I like when you can bring the viewer in. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's good stuff. Best. Yeah, you like the, you love the cues. And yeah. good, does it quite good, a bit. Good cues in this movie for the spider sense. Mm-hmm. I like the sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. I liked uh, how they just completely destroyed Times Square. You felt that since I had no idea what was going to go on next, I didn't know how much of the t- city was going to be destroyed. Electro just demolishing all of the billboards on Times Square. That, that was kind of freaked out, man. Yeah, that was, is, and then he starts flying too. Second time we've seen Times Square in our marathon, right? We saw. We it see the MetLife building too. That we was saw it cool. at the end of Cap. Ah, uh, right. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're right. We didn't see it in uh, to- in Toby's, right? No, I don't think so. No, mm, I don't. This, think so. by the way, since we're talking about Times Square, this yeah. is. No, no, we see it. Uh, they have the the parade there, don't we? Because Oscorp. I don't, I don't think that's Times Square. Yeah, I think it is. I think it it's is? Chinatown, actually. I don't know. Could be. Uh, go check it. But anyway, this this film at the time was the biggest film to be entirely filmed in New York. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah good, good point. New York State. Yeah. The whole set, specific. almost all of this is on is in New York, which is which is great because that's where Spidey is, and you feel that. I feel like like all mm. the scenes him swinging through New York, like it, it's definitely you it's feel great. that. Yeah, you get you do feel a lack of New York when we get to the the uh, Tom Holland sp- yeah. films. Tell me a web slinging scene, Ben. Tell me that's your favorite. Uh, no, it, no. It, it, it's a great scene. It's a great scene. But I actually... Yeah, I do want to point out, okay, the web sling in this movie is it's great. one of the best we yeah. have seen out of all five movies we've seen so far. Yeah, it's it's peak. Um, but I think my I think the scene I'm going to go with, yeah, I could go with that one, but I, I actually think I'm going to take the death, the death of Gwen Stacy. And from the point where he, he is... loves it. Freaking carnage candy, like holy cow, like all across here, freaking uh, <laughs> like holding the thing with his foot, again, like, everything like that. And then the whole thing goes down the, the web like that, and the whole movie builds to it. And it perfectly crescent, like all the emotion is lifted. Like, dude, the, the tears. I've, I think this is the most I have felt emotion on this marathon in that scene i'm telling like like this movie does a lot to me and it's all because of the whole crescendo to that point in the movie and that all of it i mean i've talked about it enough but that's my favorite scene 
Gentlemen, how does this come? Uh, well, well, favorite characters. Yeah, favorite, favorite characters first. Ethan. Yeah, you've uh, got Gwen. I'm taking Gwen. I like. I just. Uh, I wasn't really bought on her performance in the first one, but this one, I just think every scene that Emma Stone was in, I genuinely was like, "This is good. I really like this. I, her performance is great." But her bouncing off Andrew Garfield, the dialogue between those two, much better in this movie than than the last one. I think we can all agree that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like her a lot, and. I guess that's mainly why I was so I'm so mad to see her die at the end of this movie every time because they got me bought I bought into a female lead for well, I don't know that's pretty rare on this Marvel movie marathon for us to buy into a female that's lead. That's a good point. Yeah. I I really like her and they kill her. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. But I like her as a character in this movie. Well, you know the cardinal rule. Give all the character development to the character who's going to die in that episode or in that movie, you know? It's usually how it goes. Uh, Micah, favorite character? Got to say Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I think um, this is a, a marginal improvement, or no, a great improvement over the uh, amazing Spider-Man, Peter Parker. They toned mm-hmm. down the, uh, I'm so cool and uh, kind of full of myself. And they actually make him, a, a in my opinion, a likable character. Yes. He's he's more of a, uh, a relatable guy who's trying to balance his work-home life his work is a bit different from us, but, uh, I, but yes. I really liked it. We, it doesn't emphasize like how in Spider-Man two, uh, how he has to balance school as well. And that might be a benefit to this movie, how he's taking a gap year. That's good. Good on him. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really liked uh, his relationship with, with, um, um, Gwen, not Gwen, Aunt May. Stone. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I like that. I like the chemistry that they had between that. Like, oh, don't come in, don't come in, I'm naked. And he's, he's wearing a suit, he's trying to rip it <laughs> off, and he just can't. Oh, why is, it, why is your face all dirty? Oh, my face is dirty? I don't, I don't know. So I was cleaning the I was chimney. Cleaning the chimney. We, we don't, don't have a chimney. And then he's like, what? what? Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, I, I like those parts. Yeah. I liked... Uh, I liked how they just improved everything about Spider-Man from the original, yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man movie, and they took some notes from the Raimi trilogy too, with the chemistry between him and Gwen. Yeah, my yeah. favorite character is Green Go- Harry. Yeah. Good, good no. pick, Ben. I think we all agree. <laughs> Harry. Great. Well, those are my two favorite characters, so I'm going to go with my third favorite, Electro. I do really like Jamie Foxx's performance in this how weird he is and throughout all like all of his little scenes at work i like his his little freak out that he has in his mind with uh bj novak from the office yeah. who makes a cameo in this movie and he's like yeah sure you did and i'm spider-man and he's like you're not spider-man and then like comes and shakes him really fast and then it's just it goes back it's in it's his head it's just shows like morbius how crazy he is and mm-hmm. his tooth gap is funny too it's it so is. clearly just a piece of gum just stuck, stuck there on his mouth. It's like, like what the? Some shots they like do some VFX to where oh. his tongue appears behind it, but in other shots you're just looking. It's just a piece of gum or huh. something. Yeah, stuck it's right just there. Like the prosthetic little it's paper. Glare, you see the glare on it. Mm, yeah. So I'm like, that. That's me. Why, why do you do that? Why do you need the tooth gap? I get. He's a nerd, but why don't you? I like That's the deleted scene with his mom. Did I like that. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you want to say anything to me on my special day? You're dumb. 
Yeah. No, I like I like his nerd stuff. He said I, just, every day. I just think when he becomes Electro, then I I lose he the after, flair. Like what I said after the Times Square or the um well, yeah whatever it is, he loses what made him his character mm. and just became this power hungry car- villain, sucking through yeah cords and being Harry's henchman. How he becomes uh, pure energy and is able to transport, but his things so, that are stuck to him go with him for some reason. Yeah, what and his suit. Yeah, why, why did the power in the d- did he take up the backup generators too? Like the airport g- doesn't have backup power, the hospital doesn't have backup power. Is that he just took it all? He could have been like an EMP sucking power think he from did because if he's connected to the power grid and that's sucking power from everywhere and he's just constantly. Constantly sucking. My, he does constantly pause, suck. Pause, he does constantly suck at the end. Yeah, uh, no, I, I liked this yeah, fight scene at the gonna, end. I yeah. liked how they were back and forth. Dun, dun. Yeah, the, the, uh, the itsy bitsy spider bit is cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, oh, so I didn't second favorite that character. Song. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, go rewatch that scene. Oh man, you'll notice it. Um, and he even I think Spider Man even says, oh, that, "I hate this song." Is that a Spider Man One reference? It's a bit could be could be uh but now gentlemen we have come to the time to rank this movie and and i will reiterate here this film is very subjective we we are the definitive (laughs) ranking though on the internet we we have to we have to factor that in and i so here's my thing yeah you go on imdb the first five reviews are seven and higher like recently i will say the appreciation for this movie has come around so i'm I'm not saying i'm alone micah said this Back before we went to see No Way Home, he watched the first Amazing Spider-Man for the yes. the first time. He said, "It's not bad. It's not I bad. just I just view it as a different multiverse now." And there is that at the time when you're sitting there yeah. in the theater, and this is your only Spider-Man. This is the definitive Spider-Man on screen. It is very frustrating. If we were to get the Amazing Spider-Man released now as a multiverse movie where we're accepting, okay, this is a different take on Spider-Man. We don't have to worry about... Right, like you can have this like Spider-Man Miles Morales. Here, and then, oh, I don't like this version, but yeah. Miles Morales, a movie come out tomorrow, th- the next day, a to- Tom Holland. Mm. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, we're at a time where... This or okay, there fine. will be a a future. They're gonna keep redoing these Spider Men. They're gonna do like, one, two, then exactly, one, two, three, then ex- one, two, three, yeah. four, or whatever. Exactly like what James Gunn is bringing to the DC universe. Yes. They're gonna have Batman, the Brave and the Bold, but Matt Reeves is still very much gonna be still making Batman movies. Yeah, so we can have these multiple Spider Men at the same time with the multiverse. I feel nice. like people understand that. Like people aren't stupid. You can do that, especially mm. now what? after the way home. Yeah, it was a different time in 2014. What's that 2014, it was kind of just Minions. Despicable Me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Minions was huge back then. But, gentlemen, yeah. Super Mario Bros. movie reached a billion dollars. Yeah, it did. Congratulations to that. Well, I mean, we all knew that was going to happen. It's Mario. Chris Pratt rolling in it right now. Chris Pratt has dough. This week, he's going to be a big paycheck. Yeah. Um... I'm going to shoot this to Micah first Ooh, because my first viewing. Yeah. Your first viewing or may, maybe, maybe go with Ethan first. I can go. Okay. I can go. All right. All right. What do you, what do you got? What this do you got? movie has great. Oh, okay. When it is doing action, it's doing great action. I love the first hour of this movie, the last 45 minutes minus any green goblin stuff. This, if you take out green goblin, this movie is like a nine almost for me. Like the green goblin tears this movie apart. If you, 
Agreed. I, so up until that first hour, I was like, this is a 9.5 or something crazy. And then uh, Green Goblin hit, and it, it struck a lot of points off. So I'm going to say that uh, this is, while not as good as the Raimi trilogy, this is not as good as the Raimi trilogy. This is better than The Amazing Spider-Man. I'm going to give this a solid eight. Mm. Uh, I, I enjoyed this movie. Okay. I would watch this movie again. Purely for the fact that the web sling is fantastic. The chemistry because of uh, yep. with Gwen is fantastic. I love that this is uh, some of the best Aunt May, Peter Parker stuff we get. We, we have that. Uh, okay, there's there's stuff in Spider-Man 2 that's great. I love that Spider-Man 2 Aunt May stuff. Oh, yeah. In this movie, it's she's more of a, a genuine character. We get more, and we get that more with Tom Holland, uh, Aunt May too. It's just... There are certain things that this movie does better than the Raimi trilogy, but overall, I think this is a better Spider-Man movie, not a better movie mm. than some of the Raimi a stuff. Better, I like that. A better Spider-Man yeah. movie. Okay. All the right. beginning, there was lots of quips. There was lots of cool action going on, a lot of recklessness, comic booky stuff, and then it kind of falls off once it tries to be more real. Mm. It needed to pick a side. Okay. And All that's right. where it gets off some point. 7.9. Okay, seven point nine. Seven point nine. Seven point nine. Think. All right. I don't think it's too lower. All right. Yeah, I was hesitant right. to put it in the eight range, so it's going to be okay. a seven point nine. Okay. Do you want to give it another yeah, thought? Yeah. Maybe go seven point eight. Seven point eight. Yeah. What, what else to give? Seven point eight. So uh, here, let's go a little lower. How do you feel? Seven point five. Is that, it Ghost Rider? Make you feel? My it's God. better than Ghost Rider extended cut. I'll say that. <laughs> so yeah, I get it. Is. So what's the what's the like what what why seven point nine versus eight or seven point nine seven eight is a different like, tier. Eight is okay. I would watch this movie anytime with someone. But how do you like? What's the point one difference? Like the point how do one you, difference is how do you? This is really really good, but Green Goblin makes it so I I don't I wouldn't like go out of my way to watch this movie. If it, and all my okay. eights movies, I would. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Right away, I'd watch this again. So this one, yeah, it's on the fence. I'd be like, okay, have you seen the Amazing Spider-Man two before? Okay, we'll watch it. All right, so seven seven point nine. Seven point nine. Okay. All right. Really good movie. Solid. Ethan, yeah. You're hearing it oh, here. Uh, that... uh, let me go over our, our the amazing Spider-Man scores real quick. Uh, ben, you gave it a where is it at? I don't even it's see. It's right it. under the Avengers. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. It's green. Ben, you you gave it a six and a half. Ethan, you gave it a six. I gave it a six point two. So I gave this one a seven point. We were pretty unified there. Yeah. Something tells me we'll be here. No, we'll, we'll be unified well, in that. I think it's better than the first one. Definitely better than the first one. There we go. I mean, there's there's a lot more meat on the bone in this, and unfortunately, that means since I do think it's better than the first one, that means I have to give it higher than a six, which hurts me. Because you want to drag the score. Because I want. I would very much <laughs> love to tank the score of this movie. You want to rhino the score? I, but I could rhino the score. Yeah, yeah that, I could. That, that take would it affect down. the integrity of the score. It, I know it would on the podcast because I could easily give this a one. Should. And and really put put it where I would like is to it put a it. One, you like those? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not, not a one. It's not a one. That's why it hurts me because Ben's gonna go nine range or Sheesh. higher. So I because uh, uh, this is just gonna screw up the ranking. I will say for this: us. I am not gonna go. My my range does not go above nine. Okay. Anyway, I uh, what was my Amazing Spider-Man score? It was a six. six. I, yeah, so I like this movie better than that one. I think it is more enjoyable. I think Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are a lot more enjoyable. I think even though the villains, all three, fall flat for me, 
they think they're still better than Riz Ifans in the Riz. last one. <laughs> Which yeah, we've we've gone through this whole podcast without giving Andrew Rizfield the, the That's true. some praise. Yeah, we Look didn't at mention those him once. Eyes, bro. His you were talking eyes, about yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> I think just the stuff with Harry, the Paul Giamatti Rhino. I don't I don't buy into Jamie Foxx. The mm. parent plot, the blood plot, it's just too much. If this was a more focused story on Peter and Gwen. Like Morbius. What? The blood plot like Morbius. Like Sorry. Morbius. Yeah, yeah just going, like Morbius. I would really like this movie, but there's just too much going in and out. So I gotta I can't go much higher than my Amazing Spider Man score. Because uh, Amazing Spider Man, even though we didn't like it, it still had a a fluid story in some way. This was like all over the place. There's too much happening. Even though there is the death of Gwen, I don't think we get to sit in it. There's like a three second scene I would like to sit at a cemetery. More, yeah. Whatever. It doesn't do anything for me. I wanna I need to be able to live with that. So I'm gonna go the six six point two. So I'll throw this. All right. Six point two. Okay. All right. All right. Um yeah, so Mine's gonna be high. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna mince words here. I like this movie a lot. It's an eight point five for me. Um, I like there is so I can't give it a nine. That's the thing. There, it's too messy for me to give it a nine, and I really don't like um, Green Goblin. I, re, I just really don't. But besides that, and some messy plots. I love almost everything about this movie, man. It, it's 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 one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. Better than you know, like my Spider-Man ranking is really really whack. You know, I'm I'm out there, but what it what this movie does right, it does so right that you know, like what I'm like the web sling, the music, the emotion, all of that is I think almost the best we've ever seen it ever. Like as far as Spider-Man goes and almost to this point in, you know, like where we are now, 2023, like still the emotion that this can draw from me personally and just like imagine what would happen if your significant other who you loved and had conflicting feelings with, you know, passed away and the whole movie you were struggling Mm -hmm. with staying with her with, you know, because you love her. I thought I thought you stayed with me because I thought that meant you loved me. Yeah, but I can't I can't deal with this. You know, it's all in my head with your dad. And then at the very end, what he fears so much comes true. And that I, I kind of draw that. That's another parallel with Anakin, which <laughs> but like right there, it's there's so much that this movie does. Right. Yeah. And it's it's an eight point five for me. So mm. where does that put us in the ranking? So, Ethan, with your score of 6.2, Ben, with your score of 8.5, and and me, with my score of 7.9, that averages out to a 7.5. Viewers at home, The Amazing Spider-Man, we gave a 6.2. This is 1.3 better than that. And uh, let me just say, uh, rest in peace, Spider-Man 3 kicked out of the top 10 because Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is our new number 9. Oh, that can't be there. In, we'll, we'll get that out of there real the quick. It's not, not going to stay there long. That it juggled. Not going to stay there uh, long. Did, did it juggle better than the Amazing Spider or than Spider Man Three? Absolutely. I don't. Juggle, way better than Spider Man Three. This, okay. Okay. This might, doesn't touch a Raimi film to me. Doesn't touch a Raimi mm. film. It actually, I think, if you'll find my score matches my Spider Man Two score. That's absurd. This. That's absurd. That's so, true. I would say that's the uh, worst take. In ways, the Amazing Spider-Man Two is better than Spider-Man Three. 
Yeah. But Spider-Man yeah. 3 uh, overall is uh, less. R.I.P. Spider-Man yeah. 3. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, I will say in well, yeah. about two weeks, that's probably going to get kicked out because we have Days of Future Past and Guardians. Just which, under, which I would say, just under the original Spider-Man. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so X two is at a seven point five zero. The Amazing Spider-Man two is at a seven point five three. It is close. And our our top four for the viewers at home. Our top four. Our top five. Let top five. Captain ahead. America: The Winter Soldier. Two. The Avengers. Three. Spider-Man two. Four Iron Man and five Iron Man three. Okay. Well, yeah. Next week, we want to go into next week. Yeah. What do we got for next week? So, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. If you've seen it yet, uh, we're gonna be doing. Uh, we're gonna be going to the past, the future past. Ooh, yeah, we'll be okay. going uh, X Men Days of Future Past, uh, released May twenty third, twenty fourteen. Yes, sir, we are diving head on into the X Men past verse future timeline thingy magic. And it yeah, does. for those of you craving Guardians content, we'll probably have a Guardians three out by the time that this yes. comes yeah. out. But we'll be revisiting the first Guardians in two weeks. In, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be a pretty emotional experience depending on how Guardians 3 plays out because, yeah, we're three days out just now. And I everything I've heard is good things, crazy really young. emotional. Jacked so, Chris Pratt was for this first movie, the trailer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah ripped. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, look forward to that stuff. We but, certainly are. But that's and, in the uh, future. Yeah, that's, right. That's not... Ooh. The days of future past. Ooh, there's yeah. another thing to look at what too. What many think to be one of the best X-Men movies, besides maybe Logan, you know. And I, I don't know. I depending on where we land on that, this this might be the best X-Men movie that we have. I yeah. love. I remember. It's been a while. Really, I remember being movie. good. It's good. I don't know if it's. I remember this being really, really good. I don't. Same here. I, I don't think and, it touches um, Logan. Though. I think our our year 20, 2014 is our best ranked year so far. We don't, we're only two movies in. We're at an 8.6. This is putting it as the best year. Well, yeah, yeah. especially because we have X-Men and Guardians after this. And then so, oh, yeah. Big Hero 6, 2014, too. Peak. So, yeah. Can't forget about that, man. Right so, there. Look forward to that. We appreciate you guys sticking around for this long. I, I really, because because of how like polarized this view is, and especially after No Way Home, I'd love to know what you guys think. So if you're still yes. watching, comment down below. We love the comments, guys. Right, every, like every time we receive a comment, it's <laughs> our group chat blows up. We're like, guys, we got a new comment. It's awesome. <laughs> Keep it up, guys. I love the comments. Indeed. No, I, yeah, it's it's pretty cool just I to see. Them them we're saying this after the the long video, so yeah. yeah hey, if they stick around this long, leave a the true fans. The true fans right there. So Flip that like button. It, indeed, it's, indeed. And, you know, we appreciate you guys, of course, sticking around for this long. But otherwise, this has been Rayside. This is my cat. This again? <laughs> <laughs> this is Ethan Winslow. <laughs> Signing off, we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. Yeah.